0: It's Monday, May Hello. the 6th, 2019, Hi. and you're listening to Size Matters episode 23 23. Yes. Uh, we've been doing this Indeed. so long. <laughs> Episode 23 It's been like what 7 and, years? Yeah, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I'm your host who's <laughs> been doing this for too long. Kwandi Bashir. Sleep.
1: Sleepy Red Panda. Yes. I am uh one of your co-hosts, uh, also a sleepy megachi, uh, Kenson Chimubi.
2: And I'm your mostly sleepy co-host, uh, Benny Tiger. So. Is
1: yeah. this basically going to
0: be like the hangover cast where we're all just <laughs> tired? And... Uh, I don't know, it's, it's uh, noon. We're actually about 12.30 it, now. It, but, uh,
1: stomps and stuff. What do you want from can't us can't be. People? We're actually recording
2: on Cinco de Mayo. This, that, we can't be drunk and hungover already.
1: <laughs> hey. So yeah,
0: yesterday was Derby Day too, so it's oh. like you have mint juleps on Saturday night, margaritas <laughs> oh. starting in the I morning. I love that we're Saturday. having a sports
2: cast because of Derby Day. I think that's so awesome and I realized I didn't yeah, yeah. make a mint julep for the cast and I should have.
1: And yeah, as as all other episodes, things just are perfectly planned. So, do not doubt our powers. We will find you and we will probably snug you or eat you or stomp you combination eating is like a just a
0: different kind of snugging that I'm is a little hungry. wetter and has a <laughs> more destructive i love end, you with I mouth guess,
1: fair <laughs> i love you so much let me show you <laughs>
2: oh god we're gonna end up playing let it let me in as the
1: closing credits aren't we oh god so welcome to forecast oh Yes.
0: Uh, that, that, that was, that's a future topic. We're it's going to the, that eventually. That's
1: a, the offshoot show of the Seismetist podcast. Oh, gosh. A, we'll, a we'll have to do that one intoxicated <laughs> or something. Oh, I, my gosh. That would be amazing. I, I don't
2: think they'll let us tag the podcast as even more explicit.
1: So, like, if we ever got to the point where we went to, uh, you know, we did a live thing at a con again, I would totally love to do i think i've mentioned this before like an mst3k where like every shot we have or something is a donation and then like it goes to something like the charity and yeah we could just get stupid that'd be amazing Well, watching monster movies oh my god anyway uh. i think you brought
0: that up on like every podcast every episode we've had since the podcast resumed it's a damn good idea it, and i want to implement it, it. is
2: but somehow i have to tie this back to sports what would we watch Animal Olympics.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think of
1: any kind of like uh
0: what I, what do I even know what animal olympics is What?
1: Uh well it's an, it's olympics with animals
0: oh. What? That's 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 not possible Wait wait wait, wait well, mean, hold on hold on
1: hold the boat You haven't seen animal olympics
2: No Wow
0: Oh boy I know the goofy <laughs> shorts where he does like football and stuff
2: Okay football well, No that that was like your 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 Proof of citizenship to being a furry in the early '90s was having seen that. Oh gosh! Oh, well,
0: gosh. times have changed,
2: man. Yeah, I know. I know. There are a couple of sizeish things in there. You have an otter swimming against a whale at one point of cool. swimming.
0: So this week's theme, if you haven't guessed already, <laughs> we didn't really. Talk, <laughs> we just it's Animal Olympics. It. No, it's it's macro, micro, and sports. Sports.
2: Sports.
0: Sports. Uh,
2: Sports, sports, sports,
0: sports. Benny gets a medal because he's good at sports. I, I no, wait. Sports. He gets, Benny gets to ride in the front seat because he's
2: good at sports. Yeah, actually, no, that's a question I kind of had. Did either of you participate in any sports, you know, extracurricular activity stuff like that in high school, college, any of that?
1: Uh, I did. Yes, I did too.
2: Well, well, well what'd you I, do?
0: Well, not in co- not in college or high school actually. Um, I uh, so I was a big kid, uh, and my eighth grade Naturally. year the uh my middle school finally got or the school got a football program for the first yeah. time um and i played offensive lineman for a year and then when i went into ninth grade i guess because our school didn't have a junior varsity team at the time and so it was like a small private school um mm-hmm. we just had a varsity team and my mom was like oh you're gonna get killed going up against all those seniors <laughs> even though i was bigger than, than most of the seniors um do not so... doubt me mother yeah, and, and I honestly didn't, I mean, I, I liked sports okay, I like football okay, um, but I didn't, yep. uh, like, wasn't super into playing it. It's just, it's a lot of time commitment. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And so, yeah, I wasn't too broken up about not playing it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I played, like, T-ball and, and, like, Little League and YMCA. I didn't do Little League, but, like, YMCA baseball and young men and stuff.
1: Yes. <laughs> so what about you, Kenson? <laughs> uh, I played football in middle school as well. I did. Um, what was your position? I actually kind of flopped between a few things. I was a big kid too, so I did offensive line, defensive line. Um, what position I, on the I usually played. Line? Oh yeah, I, I, was <laughs> I, I, left, played a, I was a left tackle. Yeah, I, I I switched between. I was usually center, like I'd snap the ball real good, Ooh. and then I did either left or right tackle. Sometimes, uh, def, you know, tight ends, but it's uh. Yeah, that was forever ago. Was so you like actually caught balls grade. that were thrown to you? No, never had any plays run like that. Yeah, I was, was not the fastest. See, I told there you, you're a Cheetah,
2: you'd be a running
1: back. Yeah, well, I was also <laughs> a, a chonker, so... <laughs> a chonker cheater. Yeah, there
0: was one play cheater. when I was, uh, when I was a sc- playing in a scrimmage that we played against a team that was much, much better than us and I think that actually yeah. had um, future NFL people, NFL stars on it, at least one. Um, Michael Bush, who was a local kid that ended up playing at U and, and going to the NFL for a little bit, um, yep. but uh, yep. at one point we were trying to do like a uh, a screenplay where like I guess you know you're supposed to kind of draw the defender defenders past the offensive line and mm-hmm. then the quarterback kind of throws it to the running back who is has the blockers ready for him. But yep. the defenders were just too fast, and the quarterback panicked. And he saw me there, and he threw it at me, and I caught it, and then nice. got tackled by about 10 Whoa. people. Whoa, um, so, so, good stuff. So, so it was a
2: defensive lineman, you actually had
0: a... Uh... Offensive lineman, and it wasn't a legal play. Like, like we didn't, There wasn't really any refs there, so like there wasn't any kind of penalty because it was just a scrimmage. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, <laughs> the one time I had a ball thrown at me, I actually ended up catching it. and yeah, then, you're not... Got like two hundred, two thousand pounds worth of people, uh, <laughs> worth of middle school kids. Oh my! Kind of me. I remember that scene from Goofy <laughs> I was Out of football. It for a
1: couple of plays. I mean, two thousand pounds isn't 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 a lot though. I mean, for
0: middle
2: school.
1: Middle <laughs> yeah, Ken's in the middle I'm school. He was like, only a just,
2: couple hundred tons.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was still growing, Chi, but it was. <laughs> I was not in shape, really. You needed <laughs> to eat more
2: Frosted Flakes. It's true, or I just oh, need to eat the other team.
0: Frosted Flakes will only help the Tigers get in shape. Speaking of Tigers, Benny, did you play any um, sports?
2: You know, th- th- this is the funny thing for me is marching band takes up a lot of time.
1: I'm- mm-hmm. Marching band's a sport in my mind. Well,
2: I wasn't going to get into that <laughs> yeah. because that's what you say. Well, you go to competitions, you invest a lot of time. There's a physical aspect to it, all this other blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. I competed nationally in the college marching band I was in and in the high school band. But it's like it's not the same. <laughs>
0: That's like when people say, mm-hmm. like, the cheerleading is a sport. Like, okay, mm-hmm. cheerleading is athletic. I'm not going to deny that. It does t- 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 take a lot of athletic skill. And mm-hmm. it can be competitive, but it's not inherently a sport.
1: Well, cheerleading is a offshoot of gymnastics, essentially. So. I'm just hoping for, you know, you can
2: make it a sport. I'd love to see tackling and competitive cheerleading. <laughs> it, I, think it would, I think it would work really well.
1: That'd be amazing.
0: I think I've seen clips of that of like, of college games or whatever, where a cheerleader tackles a, a player, or like trips up a player. Maybe it's not. A tackle, you know, but man, maybe man, I'm just imagining. My high
2: school actually did a, a notice on that. Is uh, if there were, I guess you would call them physical sports, when you lettered, you got the letter mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. in one color, but if you were in competition in intellectual and other stuff, so for like music, cheerleading. And like uh, Knowledge Bowl and stuff like that, the letter was a different color. But you could still letter. It was like Sports Letterman, but it was marked
0: different. That's cool. Man, I was was in Quick Recall academic team, and I didn't get any letters in my school. (laughs) I,
2: I was astonished when they handed it to me, just as astonished as I was the day they handed me a Presidential Academic Fitness Award.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, who, the, was, who was the president at the time? We're talking about like Reagan. Uh,
2: it was between uh, Bush 1 and uh, test. Clinton.
0: Okay. So first Bush. Yeah. So I guess actually, I, I think I have some sort of certificate from like from elementary school, from early elementary school that was signed by Bush 1. That was like a presidential fitness thing. Too. Yeah. Now and and I really thinking, mean uh, it was like
2: between them because half of us got certificates signed by one. And then the new pronounce mm-hmm. started apparently, and half of us got the other.
1: Now I'm just thinking about how much of a a process or how much hell it would be to go through and make a quote-unquote regulated fitness test for a school of varying size students. Oh, my God. Uh, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) jeez.
0: What do you think would be involved in that, then? What kind of... Would you be able to do any kind of uniform... Uh, standards for a school, if it for athletic, you know, and uh, fitness standards uh, for a school that had people that were, you know, thirty feet tall and people mm-hmm. that were thirty inches tall or well, three inches. Well, you, you'd
2: so the whole you have to be able to put them like, in classes, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. With with like sports science or whatever, there's there's the the whole fitness test that you can do, blah blah blah. And I think perhaps the easiest way to go about doing that would be to take the fitness tests that we already know and love, or maybe don't love, and scale them up. Find a formula that could uh, essentially replicate the same amount of effort, but at X size. So if you're 30 feet tall, instead of running a mile, you could run 567 I don't know, well, whatever it would be um, to translate. I think that might be the easiest way of doing that.
0: So like for the rope climb, you I would how would you even do that? Because a rope that goes up to the <laughs> ceiling for someone well, who's five I, or I six feet tall would have to go two hundred. You have to like dangle yep. it off like a huge crane. And
1: I, I, I think I think you would be the rope climb, but <laughs> also uh, if it, I mean yeah like a crane. Yeah, that's just, crane just crane imagine a be giant hand a going to the gym, of trying to climb
2: the rope and pulling the ceiling down.
3: Uh
0: huh. I just, yeah, and, or, or like having the crane operator, like the, the, the macro climbing on the, the steel rope and just mm-hmm. bending the crane and the crane operators have to pull back Essentially. with all its might.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like with cranes or whatever, there's like really huge ones, like the one that Disney World has and stuff yeah, like that. I was, that's the exact crane I was thinking of. That's like a yep. 250, 300 foot wow. crane. Wow. Yeah. And like, and like they can lift a lot of weight, but that's just stagnant weight with a 30 foot Panda, cheetah, tiger, etc. that's dynamic weight, that's moving all the time, and it's tons and tons of weight that, like, as you're climbing up, different newtons of force are being applied in different positions. The, I don't think the crane would last, but it's a neat idea. Neat idea. What about
0: doing pull-ups? Have any of you ever, either of you ever done pull-up?
1: Yes. Uh, pull-ups are one of the best ways to build your lats, uh, your back muscles, trapezius, etc. and... It's super hard. I I, I love pull-ups, but yeah, they are. Oh, I agree with
2: the super hard part. You know, when I was in school, I was chunky. I still am. And, uh, oh my God, the presidential academic fitness tests were just this, Mm -hmm. all right, let's get all your classmates out and you're going to go through each of these exercises and embarrass yourselves one at a time in front of your classmates, you know.
1: Yeah. It was, it, yeah, I, I kind of wish there was a privacy option.
2: I actually was kind of annoyed when I got the academic fitness award because it was given to us at kind of this little side ceremony that nothing else was going on. And I'm like, "Nah, nah!" After all of that embarrassment I've had to endure over the years, let's see some of the dumb kids up here get up here and have to do calculus and fail in front of the chalkboard like I had to do for <laughs> years. Wait, you said,
0: you said academic fitness. So was this like that was for mental stuff?
2: Yeah, that was for math, science, what we would call STEM now uh that they gave you they decided well you know if we're only giving kids awards for being strong we need smart kids too so they started to give awards to smart kids
1: there you go yeah i mean like when it comes to the whole high school or middle school um the fear of the fitness test etc for like some um i i think that there would be ways especially um I mean, we're, we're totally not biased, but introducing size play into that would make it more entertaining, at the very least. There'd be stuff that you could do that you normally wouldn't be able to do. And if there's uh, a student or two that you have a crush on, or they literally have a crush on you, they could become the, uh, I guess, the, the rope climb or something like that. And so the whole time that you're climbing the rope, it's, you're just Swoon City. So.
2: Well, that would make, like, a team obstacle course really cool if you had a mixed-size team. True. Know.
1: That would be cool. Like, like, would like you, if, if one person was required to be uh, one of the obstacles or something like that, I don't know.
0: I'm just imagining now also, like, a relay of, uh, like, a, running a relay race where you have the first leg is run by, like, a, a macro, and then they have the little baton they pass, uh-huh. and it goes, it just drops it on this little, Bonk. you know, six-inch tall a uh, student that gets crushed by it. That's now actually carry, that's, that, carry that the next thirty
1: feet. That's actually a really, really interesting idea because, like relay races, like in, in, in track, you could start off, like you said, with a macro who's you know, thirty, forty, fifty feet tall, just as they're running, and then they do like ten or twenty laps, and then as they pass it off, the baton. um There'd have to be a way to keep the baton the same size for, for you know, or shrink or grow I don't or something. Know, and as they that's kinda interesting as they pass it off. Yeah, as they pass it off it go to someone smaller. And then it go to someone smaller. And like the last racer is someone maybe a couple inches tall. <laughs> and like so it having, comes having, down to the very end, it's like
0: ah! <laughs> You having organized competitive size tiering? Exa- yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: You know, your team has to be comprised of at least X height and feet and at mm-hmm. least one of them has to be this small. So, you know, have you ever seen a, in the Scottish games the the caber toss where they're running with basically a small yes. telephone pole and throw it? That's what the mm-hmm. little guy's going to have to do with the baton, you know?
1: Yeah, he's just going to have to just javelin, or, or not pole, vault, but javelin, throw it at the end or something. Hey,
2: macro javelin, throw this building. Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: that, that actually makes me, uh, what something you said about having the team composed of ex-hider feet, Thinking about like more team sports, like like football, for example, mm-hmm. if you had different size people in there, but you had it had a rule that each um, team, the total amount of height uh, from all of the people on the field at any given time, could mm-hmm. only add up to you know say X number, a hundred feet, say. Well, hundred would even be too small. true. Well, yeah, like 100 for 11 players yeah 100 would, would still involve you'd have some macros but how would you like divvy that up what would be the best way would you want to try to get one 90 foot player and then 10 one foot players or? i won't
1: i won't lie uh there would need to be a cap on the height because if you have a 90 foot player and the rest are a foot tall or something like that that team with a 90 foot player wins
0: what, I both teams could do that then
1: that's true uh, that's true yeah, yeah you're gonna end it. up
2: with you're gonna end up with kind of a people get used to it there's gonna be okay we, we both have a tank player and they got to defend against each other and you know
1: oh that, that that would actually be super interesting because that would introduce another layer because like in football um, the refs blow the whistle throw cards etc not cards but uh, flags um, when there's more than soccer? 11 well when there's more than 11 people on the field. So if there's a constant way to tell what the total size is, and even size shifting was involved with football, uh, the refs could throw a flag and be like, um, essentially too much size on the well, offense, Well, you would penalized for
2: too much size. This is you.
0: Well, it, it, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what how if else the penalty do was it. Was that the next play you had a a 15-foot reduction in the... Oh, that number. would work. That's cool. The fight you could have. That's cool.
2: I, yeah. Now you're getting into, like, a hockey power play where you're down power. Yeah, Uh huh.
1: So it would literally be a power play. But, like, I was thinking, because with wrestling in real life, um, they are very specific about weight class. Mm-hmm. And, that's and the boxing, type of, too. Yeah. And that's the type of thing that you could implement um, in this type of scenario with pretty much any sport. Because basketball would be the same thing. Um, I don't know. Basketball's basketball no contact. You, be... We have
2: a pretty big height difference in basketball right now, and it
1: works. Well, like, also, I don't know if you'd be able to be as liberal with the size differences because it's a 10-foot rim. Um,
2: so... Whereas uh, something non-contact probably that would work well with mixed teams would be baseball.
0: True. Well, but, I mean, with the size mixed team, the thing that's going to throw that off is going to be the size of the strike zone. Oh, yeah. Um, Isn't there a rule on that? Yeah because, yep. I mean, it's all based on the, the height of the batter, so if you have uh, – that's why um, I think Ricky Henderson, one of the best uh, leadoff hitters of all time, mm-hmm. he was really known for his batting stance was, um, sc- was, like, getting really, really low and, like, almost, like, like folding his torso in half so that his strike zone was as low <laughs> as po- or as small as yeah. possible. And he, draw- and he drew the most number, number of walks of, of any <clears> – <throat> Uh, player, except for Barry Bonds, and Barry Bonds is a different story. Um, That's but, so, that seems so
1: cheap. But, well, they actually okay. made a
2: rule about that. Uh, there was a team. Um, oh wait, let me look that up real quick. Uh, the St. Louis Browns in the nineteen fifties. They hired a guy that was three foot seven. Yeah, oh, they put the number one eighth on him.
1: One <laughs> right.
2: and basically he would always get a walk because there was no way the pitcher could accurately put a ball over his strike zone every time. And so he, he played a couple games, and then the NBA or then the Major mm. League Baseball said no. Uh, a guy's name was Eddie Goodell.
0: Yes, Eddie Goodell. Yeah, I have I have heard of him, and you know I think that's what was the reason that they. Um, I'm trying to look this up. What they they banned him for. Because he had a he has an on base percentage of one thousand, which is perfect. Yeah, because <laughs> he's from one <laughs> one plate appearance and one base on balls. I
1: think I think in in similar relation to our topic, he was at, like a size limit was breached or something. Like maybe he was too small for the regulation baseball.
2: Well, and it's interesting you mentioned size limits because you're talking about various classes. Uh, some mm-hmm. things like weightlifting. Uh, the oh, the yeah. smaller the character gets. Uh, by percentage mm-hmm. of their mass, uh, the better, more effective muscle is. So, you know, they, you yes. know, the, it's more easier for a smaller guy to bench press his weight, for example, and, and that's going to yep. get more extreme. Because you, you see the statistics, you know, an insect can lift 50 times its weight and stuff like that. Yep. And so it's like the, yep. the little guys might very well win out on some sports if you had intermixed stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like if you ever played a game of dodge paw, it would be... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking like in gym or one, one, one kid four, or a couple kids it? so one one maybe. giant
0: kid versus like 10 or 15 yeah. mm-hmm. normal and like
1: size. they're playing dodge paw and they have to dodge his paw but there's something that they can do to or maybe it's just a dodging game I don't know or something they can do to get him out or something I don't know it's like a survival quote unquote game oh
2: where you start to hybridize stuff like you do some weird uh, biathlon thing where you have one mm-hmm. large competitor working with one small competitor doing two different sports that are chained together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, like the whole idea of a three-legged race, essentially, um, but having a, a, a macro and a micro working together in a sport would be really interesting, I think. Because the micro would have abilities and, and strengths that the macro wouldn't. What abilities
0: would the micro have in a three-legged race? I'm just trying to think of, of that scenario. And all I can think of is like the micro just being thrown about like while the macro runs and the, being flopped against the grass and well, ending the race battered and if bruised. If you're
2: playing football and you throw the ball with the micro on it, <laughs> is he still in possession of the ball? He's as not long as he lands it. feet first. Uh-huh. You have to <laughs> oh. do a,
1: dis- like a gymnastics dismount at the As end. long as he lands feet first and it is
2: crushed by the ball, it's a completion.
1: <laughs> so so we're not we're not talking like so if, if it's a macro um and, and a micro et cetera in a football situation and the macro is 20 30 feet tall um the the micro wouldn't really be a micro necessarily he could be around a normal sized person and just get thrown because if you go down to like under a foot that gets to the point where the interactability and the teamwork kind of drops off
2: well, that's true. So
1: they'd have to still be a pretty good size, like maybe down to four or five feet, maybe smaller. I don't well, know.
2: near-sized giants <laughs> could be really useful in hockey and, like, uh, soccer. Oh, for sure. Because you could just like fill the, the whole net as a goalie. <laughs> and Just like, yeah, sure, yeah. fine.
0: Well, I was thinking of that for football. Like, the best play that I could think of that someone that's enormously sized would uh, – like, like, if you had that whole thing where you have you could allocate your feet – to across your players and had a limit the one that you would want to put the most uh, size into one player would be we're trying to block a field goal because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how big the other players are if you're blocking a your field goal if you have one person who's 90 feet tall and can fill up that whole the the field goal post um, mm-hmm. then other the other teams kind of
2: S.O.L. yeah because then the the field goal you have to kick it over his height essentially yeah
0: and, and and he'd be able to like at least reach up I mean if you have someone 90 feet tall though that's way taller than the goal post
1: yep so I think I think it would introduce um, a really interesting um, layer to pretty much every sport because we're talking about like um, players who have a size and that, that that size can change, but it changes before the play or it changes before the game or something like that. Uh, similar to uh, Ant-Man and Wasp with their combat, quote unquote, um, with with size shifting, if you were able to dynamically shift size. While in the middle of a play or something, that would—I mean—it break everything probably. But well, yeah, would <laughs> be uh, interesting. You
2: know, God, if you're throwing a, a heavy hit with a boxing glove and you grow with it, that's going to have more damage behind it.
1: It's true. Force and, and equals the, mass times acceleration. Yeah, and and that's the thing.
0: The uh, such especially bringing up Batman and the Wasp, like the idea of the momentum of of shrinking and growing, creating a lot of force would. Uh, if you are allowed that in the middle of a play would especially Mm -hmm. on something like baseball like think about like starting at like three feet tall where you're swinging a bat and then as you swing go into like eight feet tall and just the amount of force that creates uh, during the swing you could launch a ball like
1: to the next city and maybe maybe there would be different leagues quote-unquote like we have the major league baseball uh League, Major League Baseball, and then you know NFL, etc. What if in those leagues there were different categories for size? Like there would be similar to the um, American League versus National League and all that stuff. Um, if there were different leagues for different sizes, and just the the liberal or the ability of an athlete to shift their size would go in to what league they were in. For example, if they were a, you know. Uh, they were phenomenal at shifting size, uh, but that's kind of the best thing they can do. Like, they're mediocre at hitting, or they're mediocre at, at everything else, but they're extremely good at shifting size. They could be put into a league for that and be used as a weapon for that. I never even thought like about,
0: about the ability to to um shift size as a skill in of itself of like being able to be better than somebody like oh, but yeah. that is an interesting thought of like someone who can shift size really quickly versus somebody mm-hmm. who you know takes 10 or 15 seconds to go from five to ten feet um, mm-hmm. and 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 how that would you know affect a player's uh, overall like evaluation yeah I, 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 I totally
2: hadn't thought about that either I was I was mostly in the context of bigs and smalls competing at sports
1: yep I totally love the idea that size shifting is a physiological ability. Well, it is, but like thinking about it like that cuz when you go to run or when you go to lift weights or anything, if your body is not conditioned for it, you won't be the best at it. But the more you do it, the better you get. So, so. what
0: kind of categories would be size specific like 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 when a scout's evaluating a football player or a baseball player they have Mm -hmm. different categories that they're evaluating for 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 baseball for example you know they usually evaluate their speed their defensive skill their uh, ability to hit for contact their ability to hit for power right um, and they'll give grades in each of that what kind of categories would you think if uh, would be possible for um, grading on a size scale in relation to to athletics
1: Well, similar to like um, a 40-yard dash or whatever, how quickly can the athlete achieve X size? there's
2: contact, Mm -hmm. how quickly? Of course, earlier you were talking about that you were on limits on size, so accuracy on that. Can you shift up to a certain point and immediately stop and not go over? That's going to be tough. That's such a good point.
1: Because be great, yeah. that's such a good point. Because what do you have to go off of except uh, muscle memory or body memory, size memory at that point? Size. Because if memory. you need to hit, yeah. Because like if you need to hit the max amount of size, and it'd be extremely competitive. Because let's say you're only allowed to grow 9.5 feet from your current height or something like that. You would need to know exactly how much size shifting energy goes into that to achieve exactly or as close to 9.5 feet as possible because if you go 9.51 it's okay and to
2: do that on the field while playing and of yeah. course you're going to have to have body awareness of where you are because there's the, the the famous little cheat you can do in football where if you catch the reception or you catch the kick from out of bounds um mm-hmm. it's what is it a touchback i don't remember but the, the The trick from where you try and fall from the sidelines oh. to catch the uh, the, the punt uh, so it's mm-hmm. automatically declared out of bounds. If you had extra height, you got to know how to get your foot all the way to out of bounds as you do the catch.
1: Right. Um, not to mention, um, what if the field or the court or whatever you play the sport on um, had the ability to shift size too? What if, as the game progressed, there was, in like a different league or something, there was an element of non-normalcy amongst the game that would cause that accuracy to be even more appropriate? Because if the football field goes from 100 yards in the first quarter to 200 yards in the second quarter, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, with different size allotments each quarter, I mean, for a professional size-shifting athlete, you would need to... Have the knowledge and the skill to adjust accordingly. So that's a whole different th- skill set.
0: The, the the changing field size makes, makes me think of my proposal for overtime in soccer. Um, of ha- instead of having it go to like penalty, this is kind of an aside. But instead of having it go to like penalty kicks, um, of having every 15 minutes the the goals get 10 10 yards closer to or 10 meters, I guess, closer together. Yeah, yeah. Until event and also one player on each side gets removed until eventually you have like three players at like the goals. You're like. 10 meters apart mm-hmm. and you have three players on each side that are just kind of like really goes back and forth back and forth true um, but that's not really size that's more size to the field really well I mean it's distance
1: so it's size yeah. um, now, now I'm just thinking of a shrinking basketball court and how interesting that would be for spectators maybe not but because <laughs> it gets harder thing, to, hard like, to like,
0: see yeah you'd have to give everyone binoculars mm-hmm
1: Or Or you could just give them, like, I don't know if there'd be the ability. Because we're talking about, like, are we saying that this has to replicate what we have here? Or can it go into more of a phantasmal side? I think
0: you can do either way. What what kind of, what are you thinking?
1: As a solution for the more fantasy side, or maybe higher technology, if there was every person in the stadium... Um, either the seats that they were in or when they walked in, they were provided a complimentary tablet, viewing tablet, something that had the best shots of the game for when those moments happened or something. I don't know.
0: But then, like, why not just stay home and watch it on TV if you're going
1: to be watching it on a tablet anyway? That's true. That's true. You know, know. you you guys
2: talking about shifting the size of the field made me realize uh, you were talking about growth control and size control being physiological what if it's uh points based or something to that effect Mm. that your size would shift if you got too far ahead so it's it's sort of a balancing thing where you're
0: like a rubber banding this is basically Uh. nba jam rules of of the (laughs) worse you're doing the 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 better the game will uh let your shots go yeah basically it's it's
2: it's you hit it on the head there it's sort of an auto balancing thing to make that way unequivalent teams could play evenly
0: this is kind of like a whole Harrison Harrison Bergeron thing, where we we take the best, the best and brightest among us, the people that are most talented, and we put all these artificial restraints on them so that they can't be as talented, because yep. everyone has to give yeah. equal.
1: <laughs> well, like like at that point, the 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 seed system would kind of be thrown all out of whack, you know, because the seed system is is based off of uh, the wind loss ratio win loss ratio as well as. Um, I don't know if projections go into it or like reputation or anything. Are you talking about
0: in the NCAA tournament?
1: Yeah, anything like that that involves a seed. So well,
0: that's the only like the, because well, I guess in the in so in professional sports, all the major American professional sports, the seeds for the playoffs are always determined by record because I guess the idea yeah. is that the level of Competition is equal across all of like the different divisions and conferences, okay. uh, or at least more equal than they are in college. Now, in college, it's it's different because especially in college basketball, you have like a lot t- conferences that are a lot tougher that have a lot um, mm-hmm. tougher uh, class of competition versus like other smaller conferences that aren't as tough. So that having a you know twelve and four record in in a real tough conference is better than having a sixteen and zero record in. Uh, a smaller carbon so the seeds True. are more yeah. I guess subjective in that case see, that's why you have the committee that meets together for you know weeks and weeks and determines mm-hmm. the seeds and then there's a big selection show reveal on the Sunday before the tournament
1: yeah yeah so soccer or football for soccer all of football. our uh European listeners and, and beyond see I think soccer um, is a
0: better name because because it stands sock. The word the sock part is short for association football, which is the type of Sox, football it is. Also Sox. socks. Well, no, well, that's not where it's coming from. It's, it's for association, <laughs> that's and, and and so that's a more specific name for it. Just football is so general it can apply to like eight or ten different types of of, of sports. Um, so calling just soccer football is is.
1: Okay, yeah. so everybody in Europe and everybody around the world who wishes to flame Quandry <laughs> for that statement, go ahead and send all emails Dude, to SciSpotGmail.com. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I, I, I do agree, um, but I know the rest of the world calls it football. So, um, soccer. Soccer, yeah. But soccer, with us being macro trash, paw trash, etc. Um, I'm speaking from I'm speaking for myself mostly. Uh, soccer is one of those quintessential sports for size shifting, because you're using your paws and you're not allowed to use anything else except your head. But um, the goalie can use his hands.
0: Say what? Actually, you can use every position, uh, every part of your body,
1: except for except for your, for your hands, yeah. Your true. hands and arms, yeah. But like, but like, there's a focus on the paws, on the feet, obviously. So I've actually um, seen quite a few artists in the fandom, macro/micro artists ta- do takes on macro soccer already. It's, it exists. It's pretty neat. Um, but in a anthropomorphic world. And this is this is actually a serious question. Um, do you think that athletes would still wear um, footwear, cleats, anything like that, even if they had claws? Oh.
0: I think that varies from athlete from from species to species. I would even say true. Um, because like someone like like a horse or any kind of hoofed animal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, would have more natural uh, protection, I guess, or or or, or even like uh, tools on their on their feet, you know to be able to True. to drive a ball faster or to absorb the the shock of hitting a ball better. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, I mean, going back into into real life soccer, um, in the early twentieth century, there were teams, especially from like I think india and 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 places like that that would play soccer barefoot. Yep. Um. I think in the 30, I, I was reading about the, like the 34, 38 World Cup, somewhere around there, was the last time, mm-hmm. uh, or was the first time where that was banned. And, and so the Indian team had to like adjust to mm-hmm. playing in shoes. Um, right, right. So, you know, like, that, that is, I, I think it's something that for anthropomorphic species, um, you could have more leeway because you just have much more variety in right. how the species is, are built. Well, and you're also getting True. to
2: that some of the species are going to have better foot dexterity of, of literally being able to grip, especially oh if they're my. big, the ball. You know, that's that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, because like, um, so something else I thought of, because um, Buckhopper with the Furry Basketball Association... Um, he does a podcast and a um, fictional take on anthropomorphic basketball, which is really awesome. If you guys have never heard of the Furry Basketball Association and Buckhopper, I'm going to do a quick shout-out. He is amazing. I'm not sure if he's still doing it. I think he is. I was going to
2: ask that because I, I know the the episode we did in 2013 about sports with mm-hmm. Jacoby as the guest. Uh, that yeah. You guys talked about it. was the FBA is how you get started on that.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. I think he is still doing it, but... In the FBA, everyone, I believe, wears... Sh- no, no, they don't wear shoes, actually. I can't remember. I can't recall. I have to look stuff up. But the reason why I bring that up is because um, when you think about a uniform for for sports, the way as we know them, the uniforms are designed to keep a, you know, just that, a uniform uniform playing field for all players so all players have to wear cleats all players have to wear this blah blah blah, or like a variation of that and if you introduce the ability to not have footwear and that the different um species would have different strengths and you know you know pros and cons for not wearing shoes versus wearing them i think that would add a very competitive perhaps even unbalanced <laughs> edge
0: and, and the idea that you were thinking benny maybe think about as far as uh, having dexterity on the feet to be able to grip the ball would mm-hmm. that allow like maybe like an orangutan to be able to i was just thinking that. not uh to, to, to like kind of hold the ball between their feet and kind of move with their arms um, oh, yeah. or even like a bat to because they have pretty good feet dexterity oh, to, yeah. mm-hmm. to be able to grip the ball and then fly across the field that, uh, that
2: would greatly change the, the the game's dynamics i mean even something mm-hmm. like a snow leopard that is going to have good grip and be able to jump fairly d- good distances. True. Is going to and I think like, different.
0: like obviously bringing wings into things is going to yeah. make you have to have like some specific. I think the FBA had a rule that you could have one flap, um, <laughs> yeah, one flap, and and but you couldn't like actually go beyond that, so you couldn't like fly across
1: the field because that That's, would just be cheap. Well, that essentially two flaps is treated as traveling or something. Yeah. That that
2: brings up an interesting question. And then did. Uh, Kanakani have shoes. Kanakani, yeah, wasn't that I wasn't don't... that where Quandary first had a red panda?
1: Yes. What?
2: <laughs> the, I'm, I'm, wait, what? The the Rainbow Rush, wasn't it?
0: How do you know this? I told you. Yeah, I'm a little. Uh... I, I
2: listen to the old episodes when I post them.
0: Did we talk about this in the old episodes? I don't yeah. That. I don't recall The this. FBA
2: is where Quandry you... found out about red oh.
0: Panda. Remember Kenton? Then you yes. sent me a little red panda plush that was your grandma's apparently. Kana. That...
1: Kana Oh, my yeah. gosh. I still have. Aw. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That... Talk about a flashback. Um,
0: <laughs> I would assume he would have worn shoes. I, I don't think. I kind of created that character and then released him into mm-hmm. the ether. Um, True So I don't really have, well, and, and Maybe I, I, he's Kwan's Long
1: lost brother Yeah
0: Maybe I told him I told, talked about the story In a previous podcast I'm not sure But um, at some point I ran into an artist At TFF In 2014 2015 That was uh, That had a Red Panda Character also And he ended up Doing a badge for me But mm-hmm. uh, He also uh, Was the manager Of an FBA team And had Had Ka Kani On Awesome. On his team. So yeah, yeah. Nice. It's
1: like, oh, I created that character. <laughs> yeah, because, like, with the Furry Basketball Association, Buckhopper uh, and all of the, you know, people who go into adminning it, et cetera, it's really a great project. Um, and they have this this totally role-play-centered story that's actually going on, and they will have seasons. Buckhopper does stats and stuff for how pl- people for how the players play. So, it, Technically, if one wanted to, you could make a character and you could have them apply, quote-unquote, or try out for the Furry Basketball Association. Is that how it works?
2: You come up with a character and all the layout and all the ideas and background and then they work it into the story?
1: Yeah, it's like what position they'd play, um, what their height, weight, where they went to college, blah, blah, blah. You come up with a backstory and then... Buckhopper essentially if they try out and do well enough because it's all based on a system he has they would get they become a free agent and then from that they could get drafted and you can just follow the story of the character as it goes it progresses through and I think Buckhopper also allows a lot of um like if there's something you want to do with your character specifically like in the off season or something they want to get better at yeah totally totally he does that too oh cool it's absolutely amazing
0: yeah i'm not sure how much of that's still going on though i think it is more dormant than
1: could, yeah. i always
0: wondered
2: what a tall least... you know, a tall red panda would do in basketball and can the tail be used to block shots and stuff like that well kind, of, kind of wasn't
0: like super tall i think i described him as more being like scotty pippen um yeah. <laughs> of being kind of like moderate height and a really good defensive player and that's something the outside oh, okay
1: that's something That's something we haven't talked about yet. Um, Because we talk about like growing and shrinking as a whole, like a whole body. But what about growing individual body parts such as a tail to block shots and stuff like that?
2: Oh, non-proportional growth. Now it's getting interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. See, I'm
0: never a huge fan of non-proportional growth.
1: Yeah. I mean, I am, but... In, in like like with paws specifically. Yeah, so
0: you just just with paws, well, right? Uh,
1: tails too, though. Tails, I guess tails
0: I am with really like good. hyper. I guess that kind of counts as yeah. Well, yeah, hyper tails or muscle. Really I mean,
2: that is non-proportional. Yeah.
0: True. And muscles. Uh, muscles not one spe- individual part. It's kind of still all over.
1: Huh. Well, you can grow just a specific muscle group if you wanted to. That'd be just growing that body part, though. Like maybe I want super beefy legs. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Someone skipped. Someone skipped Arm Day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's exactly what I was
1: thinking. Uh, never skip Arm Day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, like it, like if you were able to block shots with your tail by just quickly making it grow and having the accuracy and the skill behind it, along with what we talked about before, it'd be interesting. You know,
2: you know, we talk about all the growth and size and shift and stuff, but we don't talk about. You know what do you do when you're too big for the game, or if the game doesn't change at all? I mean, let, let let's say you're a 20 foot tall macro and you're playing I don't know competitive ping pong. What do you do? Are you holding <laughs> the paddle with like two fingertips as like two giants playing ping pong. Figure that one out.
1: Well, I think you would have if you were able to match the dexterity with with the with that game, you wouldn't lose because with ping pong you're running around to get the shot. <laughs> so you and just move you're 20 feet moving tall, moving back and forth. You should, Move your but, arm a couple feet, but late. do you think
0: you'd be able to accurately track and hit yeah. a ball that was the size of you know if you're if you're 20 feet tall I guess a, a ping pong ball would be about a size of something like a, a, a marble. marble to yeah. uh, to a normal to a regular size human yeah true well and that same
2: yeah, problem extrapolates out game. to like you know if you're really big and playing soccer or football I mean how mm-hmm. well can you dribble a soccer ball when it's the size of a ping pong ball to you how accurate can you be oh,
0: yeah. oh my gosh or same we thing literally. with like dribbling a basketball you know it, <laughs> having to have to go all the way down and then it, it probably won't bounce all the way back just up the to your knee. you guys
1: <laughs> you know? guys i just realized we've been talking about size shifting and macro micro in sports and this is the first time we've actually thought about the ball <laughs> we haven't even considered the ball at this point yet or whatever is used in the sport oh my god
2: well, it, it works with everything you know baseball bats or curling how would a 40-foot mm-hmm. person move that curling stone with control it's very true a, it's yeah like, especially like a,
0: a lot of the the sports that have accuracy as a as a central part like curling or <laughs> oh uh, god. i'm
2: just imagining a mouse-sized guess, curling team now bowling so wait a minute but curling point, for little rodentia well then, couldn't
0: couldn't the mice just ride on the curling stone?
2: I, I don't think you're allowed into the end area, but yes,
0: just kind of like like they could steer it as it goes, and then as soon as it's just about oh, to adorable. get um on, into the, the, the target area, they could, if whatever area they have to jump off, if they could jump off,
1: that 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 would be adorable. <laughs> so, so that's actually something um, that would if you weren't able to change the size of inanimate objects. That would be something that would put a a soft lock on the size that you could go to to be a, an actual competitor. Because if the basketball doesn't change size and you do, then immediately there's more of a call for next. Day. Well, any
2: sports that has an out of bounds, or, or I mean, could you imagine? You can only be so big as a wrestler if you're going to start out of bounds. You know, congrats, <laughs> you lose. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh, essentially. Because, th- I mean, the whole thing with, with uh, having limits on size makes it interesting, obviously. Uh, if you were able to just... As much as we would love to just stomp through a basketball court or a football game and just crush all of the, uh, the, the the opponents while you're running the ball, that's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love that. But if we're talking about having a sport that actually makes sense in and com- in competitive senses, then...
0: And if the height change were to happen, I guess not naturally, but like semi-naturally or like gradually mm-hmm. um, to where, you know, it, it wasn't all at once, then you would probably see rules adjusting. I mean, I, I, that, that kind of thing did really happen, especially in basketball, yeah. um, where, you know, your early big men like uh, Wilt Chamberlain and, and even before or, or like after him, uh, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they, the, the game um, would change around them. And and rules were created to prevent like like especially I think early Wilt was real famous for just being able to stand near the um, the basket and be able to like have not have to really dribble just kind of have players past him and he'd be able to put it so, in real easy. That's, and so that's why they created points.
1: like the three second rule and and stuff yeah. like that. That's how we got a hundred points or hundred and two in one game.
0: Well, that it was a hundred and and that was kind of a farce, but uh-huh. that's a different story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, has the basketball rim height changed? I think uh, not nice. in a long
0: time. Um, I, I mean, obviously, when it was originally conceived, it was actually a peach basket, and True. I think the height has changed a little bit since then, but it's not been that much.
1: Okay, yeah, because I know uh, as sports have, you know, been created and then have since evolved over time, rules have changed because the whole thing with the pitcher's mound. Um, also changed because they lowered the pitcher's mound height six inches or something like that. I can't remember. Because yeah, that used to I, be really really op.
0: That was in like the '40s or oh no, it was in the '60s. Um, mm-hmm. That that happened and and that was to uh, because there was a the pitchers were just becoming dominant, um, yep. Yep. And, and so that helped create a little less force. But then you had really tall pitchers like Randy Johnson who mm-hmm. were able to use their their height to you know, have a killer fastball. Well, and, and they've been Johnson doing that for football.
2: years with baseball. If you dial further back, the, the diamond used to be much larger. Uh mm-hmm. and if you go way back to early like turn of the century stuff, it was like uh what was it? Uh if you caught it on the first bounce, they were out. There was no yeah. infield shortstopping because a lot of the balls were much harder. And you it was like if you yeah. tried to catch a line drive off of a bat, you'd break your hand.
0: That was yep. more like 1880s. That was that's that's been a, that's like the early early days of baseball. Yeah. Yep. Um, in the 1890s, I think it was more or less the rules were in place. I, I know in the early 1890s there was a they, they were experimenting with like how many balls were for a walk and how many strikes were for a strikeout. Yep. Um, and but the rules have been pretty much the same since around 1900, other than changing the height of like the pitcher mound and. Mm -hmm. and a couple other small things like that.
1: Yeah, so almost like popular MOBAs or video games, uh, multiplayer games nowadays, probably every month or two or quarter, um, those games would have patch notes, quote unquote, (laughs) that would come out to adjust the balance of the game and all that stuff maybe. Unless there was just a set restriction for size and things. And we
0: were talking about, like, adjusting the balance and, and, and like, the ball going splat. Just <laughs> think about, I, I, if, if you're looking for a good time, um, oh. go search YouTube and search YouTube for uh, videos of Shaq breaking backboards. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Because was, that was one of the things when he came in the, the NBA and, and even in college. Um, he, being such a big guy and having so mm-hmm. much force, he was... Uh, very famous for breaking a ton of backboards. Now think yeah. about someone who is 50% bigger than him, oh, and yeah. having you know an, an exponential amount of force. Yep. How much stronger the backboards would have to be to be able to to withstand mm-hmm. that kind of, of force coming down on
1: them? If we're thinking of a more of a phantasmal type of situation, uh, the materials of the basketball courts or the football fields, et cetera, and the the ball and everything that goes into a sport. There would almost have to be a, an unobtainium that was put into it. Uh, a material that could stretch but still be rigid and stuff that wouldn't break and stuff. Because, like, if a macro is stomping down a, a basketball court, a hardwood floor, as we know it right now, depending on the size and the weight, they might put craters in the floor. Yeah, but... Which is totally not a delicious thought. I guess you end up just playing on gravel if you don't mess with it. Yeah, true. <laughs> but how do you dribble a basketball on gravel? Badly. <laughs> yeah, you
0: would have to, I guess, reinforce, or like you could play on trampoline floors. Trampoline. Oh basketball. my god!
1: So much fun. Yeah. Oh boy, this poor guy's. Is... Boing, 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 so, boing. so I have a question. Something we haven't. Yes, Kenton. I really. have a question
0: from Kenton so in the okay. back. Go, Go ahead. ahead.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Um. So, what about sports that would like come out of size shifting? You know, like, you like mean like, like new sports.
0: sports, like like things that we don't currently have.
1: Yeah.
2: So thanks so, for so taking like the question. The, the 100 mile uh, macro city stomp.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so Tiern actually did the Stomp Olympics, and they're all sports that we're used to. But like he had the take on Renamon versus Lucario and how well they performed and the size that they got. So, um,
3: I, I think. I did- building hurdles i so say while we're on
0: that i just really also want to give a, a shout out to uh, kendall as well he's, he's not been i think adding on to it for a while but um they, he did do a size olympics commission series that oh, yeah. way back in the day back like four or five years ago mm-hmm. um that is worth checking out on his fa page i think it's still on his fa page anyway oh, yeah. go ahead
2: micro's doing so... soda straw pole, pole vaulting
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, brand new sports, you know, stuff that may come about from, you know, size shifting macros, micros, as we know them. Like, what are some of the most common tropes of macro, micro, like stomping, different, you know, things with city destruction, and like, could you make a sport out of it? Using Epcot as a literal golf ball. <laughs> well,
0: I, I think uh, that's just taking existing sports and like kind of scaling them up or down. Mm-hmm. I think what Kenzo is saying is like what new things that are not like replicas yeah. of existing sports. Well, the
2: size shifting stuff for measurement earlier that would be kind of neat.
0: Precision size, size yeah, tri- exactly. Yeah, like yeah, how yeah. like like get a have a goal and see who could get as close to that goal and and like go down to like macro or, or milli, millimeters and stuff like millimeters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, milli- yeah, increase
2: increase um, difficulty until someone fails.
1: Yes, Sim- similar to. Um... Similar to, uh, what? hold on, i try trying to think. Uh, I guess it could be along the lines of weightlifting, but kind of in an opposite way. Um, for a specific size and a specific weight, the biggest stomp generated. <laughs> oh. Like, like in, in, in Richter scale. Oh. You know? That'd be interesting.
0: Or like set up a fake city and, or even a real one and just have evacuate it. And True. have somebody stomp and see how many buildings they could knock down with a single stomp. Ah, sport.
1: bowling! <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> a, that's
0: again, that's taking the existing sport and skill. No, no, up. I know.
1: I know, but it's, it's the stomp that causes the pins, or the buildings, rather, to, to, to bowl over. Actually, every single time I've gone bowling with, with my friends, etc., uh, I've cracked that joke every time, and it's fine. Um, <laughs> essentially, if I were to stomp down, I would get 52 strikes simultaneously. So, or however many lanes there are. Nice.
0: do lanes is a lot of lanes for a bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. I think my, the local ones I've been to usually have 20 or so.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, like like the whole stomp generator where you're in an evacuated city or a fake city and however many buildings you can get to collapse just by proximity from your stomp would give you a certain score.
2: Well, and you can also get into the whole kind of... Uh, I guess it's like a fishing tournament thing of, of like... There's rules on how you're allowed to collect things, but you have to go, okay, we need 30 BMWs or something like that. (laughs) And you're only allowed to do so much damage in the city when you can't, and you can't injure them when you get them, you know?
1: True, true. So I think... um, Scavenger hunt almost.
2: Yeah, isn't that weird?
1: Yeah. Uh, One thing that I I thought of a while ago, I mean, it's not an official sport, I guess you could say unless it is somewhere and someone needs to correct me, but parkour uh, With size-shifting. Like, I had this well, parkour idea. Is
0: not really, like, graded, I guess. Like, I I don't know how that would be competitive, I guess. Is it going to be like mm-hmm.
2: an X Games thing where it's there's a style factor, yeah, I guess? Maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. You'd have, like, judges, I guess. Oh.
1: Uh. Yeah, because like like imagine going through a city, jumping off of buildings, growing at the bottom or shrinking, and doing different things in between stuff with size shifting. Size shifting parkour—that's like a, a neat idea. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite ideas uh, that that I've thought of within the past couple of years. If I was good at animating, I would make an animation. What
0: kind of character do you think would be best at that?
1: I think it would be pretty much open to anyone as long as they would be extremely talented at the precision size shifting. I'm going to go with. But you don't think like a
0: like a monkey or a, uh, I'm trying to think of another kind of agile creature. Red panda. Um, no. yeah. Red pandas aren't agile.
2: Are you kidding? I've seen them climb ropes. They're fun.
1: But instead, so... yeah, they're
0: fun, but they're not. They they don't get
1: style points. No, the thing is, <laughs> red pandas are not. Um, they're not dexterous until you get them in snow, and then they're amazing to they roll around. Shh, it's okay. Um, but I, I think I think you could use the size shifting as the tool for your dexterity at that point. You know, you'd have to have dexterity as a base, but whereas a monkey could use their their feet to grab onto stuff, et cetera, I think you could do something else with just size shifting. And also, the fear of falling off of a multi-story building and you know that be that being the end you could just grow at the bottom if you made a mistake and just and be fine so it would actually make it a less lethal sport but um yeah like the whole idea of new sports coming out of nowhere from size shifting that'd be something that i think we need more time wow (laughs) and maybe
0: we can ask our listeners to think of some ideas and to uh, send them in to Size Matters Podcast at Gmail com or yes, on Twitter at uh, si- at Size Matters Cast. I have to compliment uh,
2: you on that seg because I, I was I was thinking the same
0: thing. Eh, thank you. Well, yeah, yeah. you see, it's less <laughs> it's less skillful if you actually point it out. Oh that. shit! Um, <laughs> Cut that out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, so I guess that can bring us into our viewer response. Wait, I said it. Listener response. Whoa! Oh wait, Listener twenty-two
2: podcasts in, and he finally makes his pet peeve mistake.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: Hey, they can view us. It's like we're—I mean, we are visible from pretty much all parts of the world.
0: So we didn't get a lot of responses. Uh, we didn't get any email, but mm. so everyone should send an email. Our email account's getting lonely. All we get is like automated stuff from. From, from places. Please send um, uh,
1: stuff to email Chan. She misses you. Uh,
2: I got a I got a tweet message back from uh, Jada Truck uh, Mac, which is a, a large mm-hmm. uh, female cat character.
0: I thought about bringing them up last episode, but I yeah. I
2: didn't. Uh, she, uh, one of her hobbies is she does a lot of figure painting and knows the uh, Warhammer stuff. And the response I got was that mm-hmm. yes, Warhammer does address size, and also it kind of doesn't. And I'll send you more details. Hmm. And she hasn't sent them yet, so it's going to have to wait for another podcast. Uh, oh, Aww, we
1: okay. did get some to pointers.
0: We did get some pointers from Misty Crom. Oh yeah, um, who uh, I'm not going to read all of them because they put a lot. But um, <laughs> one of them was just uh, talking about listening to Size Matters cast. Also, don't put living things in bags of holding. I know from anecdotes that this doesn't go uh, doesn't end well for the thing that goes into the bag. Oh yeah, they suffocate. We're, it's kind of something I was talking about. Is like when you put the pieces away, that make sure you don't put your micros in with the, the plastic bag. Sure. Yes. I, yes. Was thinking, I was thinking more of like board. Yeah. Game. Um, and they did talk about also the King of New York um, is its own game. It's more of like I think of it as more of a sequel to King of Tokyo. Yeah. Um, and the Rampage board game, which I did get someone else, and I, uh, I need to go back and it's actually. It's called Maple City. Yeah, they they um, sent a picture of it, and now I can't find it. But uh, it is. I guess it's not officially a licensed Rampage from, like, the the video game. Yeah, it was actually um, they
2: had
1: to change the name because of that.
2: But, uh, so, yeah, Misty also pointed out that in the modern incarnation of 5e version of D&D, the ability to permanence uh, spells is pretty much gone uh, because Mm -hmm. that was what really broke the power levels in Uh, D&D. The interesting thing is uh, Pathfinder and a couple other D20 variants that are are out there still keep it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, though Pathfinder only uh, the growth spells explicitly state, especially if you look at animal growth, because I went back and looked for all this stuff,
1: because uh, that's exactly what we're all looking at.
2: Yeah, exactly. They said you're not allowed to stack them. <laughs> they said you can apply it. Oh. You can apply it once to the animal, but that's it. You get double size. That's it. And I'm like, oh, that's no fun. That's a shame. But I,
1: oh well, that's, it's something.
2: Uh, I also went digging back. It says yes, the one board game I was remembering was Mice and Mystics. Uh, and I had forgotten mm. a couple of other they're, they're just games where you're themed to be micro, there's an RPG uh, called uh, Squirrel Attacks, there's a whole series of those oh, that's that are awesome. Just, you're you know one of them is you've got to steal Mr. Jones's nuts is, is, the, is the title <laughs> what? Uh, there was <laughs> what? a little RPG and I think <sighs> it's just called Gingerbread Men but I can't find it in the box I have that it's designed to just be a couple of hours to play while you make Gingerbread Men uh it's uh-huh. like a christmas thing to do with family but each of you is a gingerbread man and you each have a secret and like uh, uh you need to get out from where you are and you know the like red hots are grenades and stuff it's all micro That's awesome. food candy themed
1: and so the cool. end everyone is bored. Uh, basically
2: mm-hmm. they're you're, yeah. you're worried about that ending uh
1: <laughs> I was worried? Oh, no. And then, then I realized
2: so, I left completely off the table when we talked about RPGs. Champions, uh, the hero system stuff. Oh, yeah. Which which has growth and size shifting as an ability and also has the ability for teams of players to have dice pools. So if you mm-hmm. really wanted a character to get, oh, my God, big, uh, that oh, system yeah. will allow it. Uh, oh, that's amazing. So you're,
0: how big is oh my god your dm made it
2: depends it depends on the uh level of um power that your group has but you're talking up to you know kaiju big uh good. so it's just grand i love it it's good stuff but
0: Speaking of yeah. Had you Big, I, I saw uh, In Game on Sunday, and it, the first trailer was for the new Godzilla movie. Oh. Coming oh. It's coming out. It's coming out May 31st. Weeks. Yes, yes.
1: So excited. It's, I, I it already it's, looks I a lot better than, than yes. the one in 2014. There's, there's people yes, online that
2: are trying to Wait. tell you, okay, this movement of this hill is probably this guy. They're trying to name mm-hmm. all the creatures that are in it just from the trailers that are out.
0: Is this going to basically be like the Avengers of Godzilla movies where they just yeah, a crossover of... Of a billion different
3: monsters, probably. So like,
1: so like, I'm gonna try my absolute hardest. I, I, I will enjoy it, obviously. But 2014 Godzilla left me s- with such a bad taste. I'm gonna try my hardest to not scrutinize the hell out of this movie. Okay.
0: <laughs> I thought you liked 2014
2: Godzilla.
1: No. Whatever the last one, I think it was. No, no, it was 2014. Yeah, he likes all the stomps. Yeah. He
2: doesn't necessarily like the movie.
1: There was no. not much of it. So how big
2: <laughs> so, was anyway. how big was G in in 2014? Uh. Pfft
1: he's around i think it was 200 300 four, feet i think it's 400 actually uh, let me right. let me let me double check this was frank don't the,
0: don't kill me isn't the design the same
1: though yeah well uh, the, no he's more elephantine like cuz he cuz he has
0: he still has those in the trailer he still has those like electrics on his yeah the electric oh, spines yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, in this movie he's he's still the legendary Godzilla. As it was pointed out to me that
2: basically Godzilla roughly tracks the size where he's eye level with the top of the skyscrapers. Mm -hmm. But I was trying to think linearly if we could calculate out the last couple of films. How fast is he growing? So at what point is he going to be mm -hmm. like a mile tall in the future kind of thing?
0: We just have to build bigger and bigger buildings and then he'll... Well, Godzilla
1: Earth uh, on Netflix actually solved that. It's like a thousand years into the future, Benny, and Godzilla and the monsters actually took over Earth, and so humans are trying to populate it again. Oh, it's on Netflix. Jeez. Um, but in 2014, uh, he's 350 feet tall. Okay. So,
2: so, so that that means not next podcast, but the podcast after that will be the first podcast post the Godzilla movie. Yes. Right. And so and, we're hoping to talk about it then. Oh, okay.
1: You can you can bet that we will you you will hear from us. Don't worry. Well, that means I have to but go watch But our next it. episode
0: is going to be about uh, having, mac- it's the macro micro dating game. Ooh, hello. Penny, play the song? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Where's the song?
2: Uh-oh.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the macro micro dating game.
0: Yes. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, just dating scenarios with macro micros I know we talked about relationships before, so this will be a little bit similar, but not too similar. More but also but have some fun with it and try to yeah. maybe play some matchmaker. And uh, so, if you have any ideas for that or of anything that we talked about today regarding the macro micro sports, new sports ideas, mm-hmm. uh, anything like that that would involve macro macros, send in those emails to Size Matters at gmail dot com or send in those tweets uh, at Size Matters on Twitter. And we will uh, to talk about them. Sized
1: yes, and if you want to become, if you want to become a bachelor on our show, send us an email. We'll get you on here now. Uh, so send a pre-addressed,
0: self-stamped envelope uh-huh. to Size Matters <laughs> in uh, Television City, California. <laughs> micros. Yeah. Send yes,
2: yourself yes. in a pre-addressed, self-stamped yes. envelope. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> we, we are not guarantee the
1: return of any micros. <laughs> we are very hungry, so just. Come on! Yeah, up. I was going to ask right.
2: about that. List of the last podcast, you you got the word sacrifices in like a dozen times. <laughs> it's good. It's a good word. Okay,
1: <laughs> I got. It. I picked it up from from Tiern. I think he's the first. Oh, one is that where that's from? from. So. Okay, just All just right. like uh, the same thing. Adora big. He just comes up with these words, and I love. it. Oh,
2: that. I thought Adora big was a play off of the the JDL Ask the werewolves uh, Adora so bloodthirsty. I
1: oh, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, so
0: that brings us to our segment for Artist Spotlight. Oh.
2: Dun, dun, dun. Already? I-, I thought we were going to go on like a 20-minute tangent there.
0: We could. We don't do tangents anymore. Oh. We could. We got rid but did of you, Did you
2: remember yeah. that on the last sports episode we did, you guys did like a 15-minute lost tangent at the front of the episode?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait a tangent on Lost.
1: One. Lost, the, yeah. We talked about The, the, Lost? the TV the show, because it had just yeah. ended. I didn't
0: think anyone else... Ugh. Oh, it had? No, it didn't. It ended in... Guys,
2: guys,
1: slippery slope. Oh, the horse back <laughs> away from the dance. I don't room. remember
0: anyone else liking Lost except for me.
1: Oh, my gosh. Anyone else? The, knows, uh, yeah, the only the people that like them are the others. Moving on.
0: <laughs> okay, so, Kinson. Yes. Who is All your right. artist spotlight?
1: Well, my artist spotlight is uh, someone who I... Came across a a good while ago. Um, But they deserve a lot more love. Uh, You may have heard of them. It's Shay Beck, or Shay Becky. Spelled S-H-A-Y-B-E-C-K-E on F-A. And on Twitter, I believe they go by the same. But they are a 3D animator that has come a long way. Spell that again? In their uh, S-H-A-Y... B-E-C-K-E. They have come a long way when it comes to animating in a 3D environment. I believe they use Blender. Don't quote me on that. But if you look at their most recent stuff and then go back into their gallery, they've only been on FA since 2017. Um, They frequented DeviantArt before, known by a different name, Little Icarus. But um, their use of animation the smoothness the size play uh, they do growing extremely well um and my personal favorite part there's their um sound engineering the way that they do audio is to die for i absolutely love shabek shabeki i apologize if i'm butchering your name but definitely uh, i wanted to shout you out because you're amazing and please keep doing what you're doing wow
2: these are some giga sizes wow
1: yeah, also, their character is a kobold, which is very unique. I don't think I've really seen too many kobolds. Yeah, so, d- so www.furaffinity.net forward slash user forward slash or shebecky. And I very much um, recommend them, especially if you like giga, mega, and oh, all of the effects for, yep, and all the stuff that goes in with that. Also, their size play is... They're shrinking and growing. Oh, hey, there's like, an all mouth animation. All yep. And we're so, yeah.
0: All right. So, that's Shea Becky that Kinson is spotlighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Benny? What are you stripe lighting? Oh,
2: I'm going to highlight Perry. Stripe lighting. Uh, Perry, like, is Perry is under the uh, Twitter username of P E R R U P L S. Yes. Uh, you'll see a lot of his artwork appearing on, on Twitter. Uh, He also has a, uh, if you go from that account and link away, he has a Patreon. He has a uh, Ko-Fi or coffee, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does large macro macro characters, uh, pencil work, uh, usually male or female, usually uh, male or female Mm -hmm. or both. Uh, Very nicely done. Usually he's doing it like the, the Kaiju size stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. one of the things I like uh is and I like a couple of different kinds of artwork one of the ones is uh when he did a couple of shots where a character was kind of squeezing between buildings uh yep. and I like that a lot and so it' was just interesting to see to go back through uh, that Twitter there you'll see a lot of artwork uh, and I believe they're they're based uh they're based in southern Europe uh and so uh you know support them look at them it's good artwork so
1: Oh yeah, I, I love um, Perry's stuff. You've pro- very much.
0: All right, yeah. It looks like Greece according to their. Uh, oh, good. So
2: it's it's published. Yeah. Uh,
0: hmm. F A page at least. It says yeah Greek first. Yeah. Um, so for myself, I am going to. I finally found a writer, and not that I have <laughs> don't know other writers that I had wanted to, to spotlight before, but I spotlighted a lot of them. Huh. Um, but I'm going to go into spotlight. Kerm, K-Y-R-M. On Twitter, they're at uh, K-Y-R-M-16. And on FurAffinity, it's furaffinity.net slash user slash Kerm, K-Y-R-M. And they're a writer who... Until about a year ago, uh, has was more of a lurker, but starting about a year uh, ago, they started posting writing and posting a lot and posting really good writing. Um, I actually only kind of came across them in the past couple of days, uh, but I have really enjoyed what I've seen. I kind of read, I haven't read all of their stuff, but the stuff I've seen um, in I think the the there's, there's a lot of commissions on there. There's also some personal stuff that, that they wrote for themselves. Thunder Thighs is hmm. a story about a uh, giant uh, cat who is, is a superhero, um, but has uh, some pretty wide hips. And so they've gotten the, the nickname Thunder Thighs as, as they kind of run with that. That's, and a, that's a pretty cool. There's a couple of um, stories about them on there that are pretty fun. Um, there's also some good uh, just commissions that are on there too. Uh, so I would recommend, and they have some uh, some stories with Nick Wild uh, growing, which I appreciate.
2: Ah. For yeah, I noticed that they, um, have, they have commission rates ups.
0: Yes, um, and they have a Patreon, so you can support them there. You can support them on just by following them. You can commission them. Um, I would definitely recommend checking their work out if you like the things that we talk about here, um, big or small. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that was Kyrm K Y R M on uh, F A or KYRM K, blah, 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 k-y-r-m-1-6 on twitter
1: english words letters <laughs> <laughs> yes. we're all tired it's fine yeah and i guess since we're tired
0: it's time for us to all go ahead and take a nap yes please you got so, two
1: mega felines and a mega panda we're just gonna go nap in a nice. fur pile now so that brings on us to River the City. end of
0: the show and i would like to thank kinson and benny and all of you out there in Ruler. the land. I, yes, yes. And I, I like and, and I would like to thank Kenson and Quandry.
1: And I would like to thank Benny and Quandry. And we're just going to thank everyone now. Okay. All yes. 7.x billion people on the planet. Well, and also don't forget, I think, it, to I think, I think thank we
2: thank Fox and Peppers for our theme song.
0: Yes. Of course. Yes, Fox and Pepper. Yes. Uh, check them out on. Twitter, or SoundCloud, or Baby Apple Music, House or Spotify,
2: Baker. or
0: Bandcamp.
1: Yes. And we're there just going to thank everybody, um, but we're going to start now uh, with our pause. So, if you see us coming, just just accept it. We're going to give you hugs.
0: And we'll see you, if you don't see us before then, we'll see you on the podcast Radio Waves in mm-hmm. two weeks. Um,
2: so, until then...
1: Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Oh, uh, da, 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 da. Back it up.
2: Wait, so you—you you, you caught when you said. See us as opposed to hear us. Oh.
0: No, but that's not what I, <laughs> I. There's one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, so, Benny. Ah.
2: Oh, what?
3: Uh.
0: I don't know why I tingled you out, but <laughs> Benny. What I do? Your time has come. We oh, talked about are, We yes. talked about something as far as. Um, ways that uh listeners could potentially support us right oh. oh yeah we did uh so we've done nothing about personally that. not we haven't talked that on, on the radio yet on the, <laughs> on the on the whatever this is that's not a radio um it can be but we did start a patreon it's not really active yet um so we're still going dis- to try to discern like tiers and rewards and stuff mm-hmm. um so keep an eye out on our Twitter uh, at Size Matters Cast, or if you wanted to bookmark the Patreon page, I have it. I have it. Basically, we, this is something I was kind of wanting to do a little later on the road, um, but yep. Patreon kind of forced our hand because oh, yeah. they've they've changed the changing the terms of service to where if you sign up for Patreon literally uh, to tomorrow, be a creator, like I think it's yeah tomorrow or, or Tuesday, um, then you have to like you owe them like so much more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, what we're doing is we, we signed it up for it. It's it's patreon.com slash size matters. Um, pretty simple. Um, nothing is really up there yet uh, other than just the basic stuff. It has to be up there. Like the this is what size matters is. Um, but coming so soon. keep, yes, keep an eye out for that. Um, you know, we're, we're not expecting, you know, all of our listeners to immediately go out and spend hundreds of dollars on us. But for <laughs> those of us who uh, of those of the, you out there who would like to support what we're doing, uh, yeah, we yeah. would definitely appreciate that and once we have it set up. And we will try to put in some fun little uh, rewards too for um, them. So if you have ideas on the kinds of rewards that you would like to see for Patreon, um, then definitely give us a, 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 a information there either at Size Matters Cast on Twitter or Size Matters Podcast at gmail.com. For um, sure. And just keep an eye out there for those locations for uh, when we actually start taking your money.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> And not not violently, but so, yes. like, by taking, yeah. By picking up everybody and shaking all their And basically up. the plan Absolutely. is
2: to, to use the money to pay for hosting and to improve the recording equipment we're using, which, you know, right. it would probably be five years of Patreon to do that. So,
0: right and, and right now all of that is out of pocket from us, which is fine. You know, I mean, we do this for fun. So yep. It's not like we're expecting to, to recoup our costs. But um, I know Benny is paying monthly costs on the web hosting stuff. Yeah. Um, so and it's, it's possible, depending on how much money we end up getting, that we could potentially use for uh, like con travel and stuff like that too, to go yeah, to cons rock, for sure. um, and host <clears throat> live shows there. Um, yep. But that's not really the main goal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's just a pie in the sky thing right now.
1: So regardless, we love doing this. We love you guys. Like all of us in the macro micro community, we're all you know super close. We all at least know each other on some level. And we want to continue doing this and um, making it the best that it can be, the best and the biggest that it can possibly be. So if you want to, um, we definitely appreciate the, uh, the support.
0: And I also want to make it clear that there's no, in no way will we restrict anything that we are currently doing oh, yeah. to a reward tier yeah. so oh, no, if you're no, listening no. to this and you, you don't have money to donate or you don't want to donate because i know i know i know you know having the money is even mm-hmm. if you want to having the money is definitely always a, a problem uh potential problem um then you're not going to lose out on anything you're currently getting uh i don't want to I, I would not want to do that at all um what, but, are, you, what
1: are, you, are you talk what you don't mean that if they sign up for the ten dollar tier that they get x amount of time at our pause or anything like that <laughs> wow <laughs> Again, well, what
0: our it tiers are going to be? <laughs> what a you know, gem! I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you can, you can. We'll, we'll have a kissing booth in Kensington. We'll staff it. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I, I just wanted to let you guys know that that's in the works. So keep an eye out on uh, for for in, more information on that in the very near future.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I got
2: I of It's kind of brilliant for you to do that. It's it's an interesting way to test how many furries will actually listen. To over an hour discussion <laughs> of sports, you know sports. We see people talking about the Patreon, and we know now that they actually listened through the, to the end of the podcast. They it to the end. <laughs>
0: yeah, woohoo! Are you saying I should cut this part and put it to the beginning of the just podcast? Like, nah, just just before put it right it.
2: at the beginning. No, we're going to tweet sense. and make other noise. It'll be fine. but you know, I remember the. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think people will listen to us. People I'll probably people respond roar. to the the last time we talked about sports back in twenty XX. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, it's more of a joke than anything else. Yep. Yeah. Alright, so any until,
0: so for that That then officially wraps us up And uh, we will see y'all In two weeks And mm-hmm. until then, Kenson
1: Good night, and big pause Bye everyone Bye. Bye
3: Young man There's no need to feel down I said young man Pick yourself off the ground I said young man Cause you're in a new town There's no need to be unhappy Young man There's a place you can go I said young man When you're short on your dough, You can stay there And I'm sure you will find many ways To have a good time It's fun to stay at the YMCA It's fun to stay at the YMCA they have everything for you men to enjoy. You can hang out with all the boys. It's fun to stay.